Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Welcome to this episode. It's Christine Closer here. And today I'm doing another one of my solo episodes where I'm going to be talking with you about the 250 most important words you'll ever write. But before I get into that, for any of you who are listening like live when this is being released in May, I just want to say, oh my gosh, thank you so much to any of you who participated in my book Breakthrough Quest. That was a training that I ran from May 18th to 22nd. It was amazing to witness all the breakthroughs that you had. So I'm just super pumped up and excited about that. It was a group of highly engaged people. I think partly because, you know, lots of people are still staying at home, even if, you know, borders are being lifted or restrictions are being lifted. A lot of people are still staying home to stay safe and to, you know, God forbid not get anyone else infected with this COVID virus and help put this thing to a stop. And as people are staying home, I think that more and more and more of them, at least this is what I experienced when I witnessed the book Breakthrough Quest and brought that training to my amazing community, is that more and more people are like fired up about getting their books done. So it was just an honor and a pleasure and a joy to support all of you. And I know some of you have gone over to getyourbookdone.com. If you haven't yet, you might want to do that, getyourbookdone.com, because that's where you can access my complete entire book writing system. And it's also where what I'm going to talk with you about today is one of the lessons in that program. There's 44 lessons that I teach in the Get Your Book Done program to take you from book idea all the way to, you know, published book. And today, what I'm going to be talking about is actually one of those 44 lessons. So you're getting a little behind the curtains look at something that I usually teach only inside of my Get Your Book Done course. But I really wanted to bring it here to you, to my podcast audience, because these 250 words are absolutely critically important. And I wanted you to get this information. Ideally, I'd love to see you and get your book done. I'd love to be able to support you through the entire journey of writing your transformational book. But if not, this is one piece I just felt like I had to share this with you all. So you might be asking yourself, what are the 250 most important words you'll ever write for your book? And those words are the words that will be on the back cover of your book. They'll also show up as the Amazon description, although the Amazon description online has more than 250 words that you can post in that description, but the actual physical back cover of a copy, the average amount of words that you can fit on that back cover without it being too crowded or things like that is around 250 words. But the thing is there are five key components that you've got to include in your back cover copy, which I'll be teaching you and sharing with you today. But first, I want to talk a little bit about why these 250 words are so important. And that is this. If you can't distill down your message to about these 250 words, with you know, including these five components, you're not really clear enough on your message to be able to write the book. 
Now, what I'm speaking specifically to here is nonfiction. I just want to clear that up because those of you writing fiction, some of you, like, you don't, the characters will take on a life of their own. The journey, the story, there will be twists and turns that you don't know right now. So I'm speaking very specifically in this episode today to those of you who are writing nonfiction, which is, you know, 95 to 97% probably of my Get Your Book Done members are actually writing nonfiction. This is my personal specialty, uh, not necessarily fiction. So this pertains mostly to those of you who are writing nonfiction books. And if you're writing a nonfiction book, like you need to be really clear on your message and your deliverables of this book before you start writing it. And I have found over my years of teaching my Get Your Book Done program that when people can really get a sense of their back cover copy early on in the journey of writing before they dig into actually writing the manuscript, it is a game changer for them because they are forced, as you will be forced, if you take what I teach you today and do it, you'll be forced to get clarity that sadly, a lot of authors that don't do my program and don't go through the process in the right order end up writing these massive books And they cannot clearly, succinctly, or concisely communicate what the core takeaways are from that book. And if you do that, like you've got a problem. I had a gal came to me. She was actually a friend and she wrote her book on her own. She was like, ah, you know, I got this. I don't really need your help. And I was like, all right, fine. But at the end of it, she had a 120,000 word manuscript, which is a huge book. And over lunch one day, I asked her to, you know, like, what's it about? What's the core of it? And she looked at me as if I had asked her to, you know, tell me where the edge of the universe is. I mean, she, after 120,000 words of content, could not, over a simple, you know, casual conversation with me, really tell me clearly what her book was about. This is why you must, if you're writing nonfiction, really look at writing these 250 words first. Because as I said just a moment ago, if you cannot distill your message down with clarity and succinctness, you're really not clear enough to actually write the book. Your back cover copy is going to be like your North Star as you move forward. It's going to help you, you know, garner support for your book through the writing process because you'll have language and ways of speaking about this book, you know, building fans and followers and, you know, launch team support if you're going that, that route before the book is done because you'll have language to help your ideal readers get engaged and be able to really stand behind what you're doing and be able to say to themselves, ooh, that's for me. Like, I want that. So your back cover copy is really designed to draw people in, not lose them in ambiguity. And if you're not clear and concise on that back cover copy and you just kind of write this mishmash, which so many people forget about the value of this, these 250 words, you will lose people. Right? Let's all face it. When you go to the bookstore, what do you do? You like you turn your head sideways, walk down the aisle, look at the title. Ooh, that title looks interesting. So you pull it out, you look at the cover, and if the cover's been done well, it's going to entice you and draw you in. And then you flip the book over. And when you read that back cover copy, that's all it takes to make the decision if that book is going to go with you to the register or if that book is going to go back on the shelf. Now, in today's day, bookstores are at least here in Pennsylvania. Everything's pretty much still shut down, at least the zone that I'm in. 
I would love to get myself back into a bookstore sometime soon, but it's the same on Amazon, right? You're going through Amazon, you're going to buy something else and like, ooh, here this book pops up. You read the title, you read the subtitle and you think to yourself, hmm, maybe I do need this book. And then what do you do? You read the Amazon description, which is the equivalent of the back cover copy. And there you decide if it's, you know, click, add to cart, or if it's close window and onto something else. So these words are the most important words because they're the words that are going to connect with your ideal reader in a way that inspire them to actually get your book and read it. If your back cover copy is not clearly communicated and doesn't connect with that ideal reader, all of the amazing wisdom that you have inside, those tens of thousands of words that you have inside will never be seen because you didn't nail these 250. 250, give or take some, but that's like, that's pretty much what I like people to go for. So the reason why you want to write this before your book is so that you do have the clarity to need. Now it doesn't need to be perfect. So many people get wrapped up, they get stuck in writing their back cover copy because they're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be in the back cover of my book. Well, the first draft that you write, what you write now to help you get started and moving and, and clear and have that concise language about what the benefits are to your reader of this book, this first version that you're going to write now before the book is done is likely not the version that's going to be printed on the back of your book or posted on the Amazon description. It will evolve as you evolve, as the content of your book evolves. So do not get yourself trapped in the sense of perfection that like, oh my gosh, well, I'm going to write it now. It has to be perfect. No, write it now before you dig into the actual writing of the manuscript, because it's not about perfection. It's about movement. It's about progress. And writing the back cover copy imperfectly, because it'll, like I said, it'll evolve, is going to be so much better for you than not writing your back cover copy in advance of writing the manuscript. So it does not need to be perfect, not by any stretch of the imagination. This is an exercise, okay? If you're taking notes in those podcasts, hopefully not if you're driving, you know, underline the word exercise. This is an exercise, these 250 most important words you'll ever write to help you get clear on your message, okay? An exercise. So let it be imperfect and absolutely get it done. And it may feel more rigorous. This is natural. That it'll feel more rigorous to write these 250 words. Perhaps that it may feel to write, you know, an entire chapter, excuse me, or a couple chapters of your book. It was a famous French mathematician and philosopher, I believe his name is pronounced Blaise Pascal, who said, if I had more time, I would have written a shorter letter. If I had more time, I would have written a shorter letter. And this is the case for your back cover copy. Okay. It will take time to make it condensed and concise and succinct and powerful and connected to your ideal reader. Again, I think Ben Franklin has been often referenced. I think I've even referenced Ben Franklin for this quote of, if I had a more, more time, I would have written a shorter letter. But I did some deeper research before I hopped on um, to record this show for you today and realized that I went back all the way to this mathematician and philosopher from France. 
So there you have it. If I had more time, I would have written a shorter letter. So now that you understand the importance of these 250 words, let me dig into the five components of the back cover copy for you. The first component of a really great back cover is a compelling headline. Now, you want to think of this as sort of in terms of what you might see in the news or on a magazine cover, although right now the news headlines are like, really not so great, um, but maybe a magazine cover. But it's a short 7 to 12 word phrase that connects with your reader. Now, you don't want to get too long with whatever that headline is, but the first thing is the headline. It's like you've got the, the title at the top of the back cover. It gets people's attention. First, you had like the regular title of the book, then you have the subtitle and they flip it over and there's almost like another title. That's what you're looking for in the headline of this book, almost like another subtitle, if you will, that further explains and clarifies and let the reader know more deeply if they should keep reading, right? If they're interested, they're going to they're gonna read the entire back cover copy and take your book to the register or click add to cart and have it show up at their door in a few days. Because when they're looking at the back cover copy, right? They're thinking to themselves, you know, if I spend my time and money and energy reading this book, what am I going to get in exchange for that? And you want your headline on your back cover copy to sort of answer that question. So that's what goes on top. Now, after that on the back cover, you're going to have a few short descriptive paragraphs. Now, this is engaging benefit-driven copy that gives the reader a real vision of what could be possible in their life if they read your book. Now, if you're writing a business book, that's going to describe to them what results they might expect in their business if they read your book in those paragraphs. If it's health and nutrition book, you know, what's going to be possible in their body for their level of fitness if they read your book? What's going to be different in their level of health? This is what you want to be putting into those couple of paragraphs, you know, relationship book, book on spirituality, self-help, personal development, finance, you know, whatever the genre is, those descriptive paragraphs after the headline are going to paint some sort of a picture of what your reader's life, business, marriage, you know, et cetera, could be. It's kind of like you're painting the after picture of what it is that the book is going to deliver to them. So, you know, when they go back to your bookshelf and they read, you know, your, the back of that book, it's going to make them want to pull it out. It's going to help them see that you are the author. There is a promise in this book, right? If you think of them going through, uh, there's so many books, just picture your book on the bookshelf right now in a bookstore and say it is in health and fitness. Well, there's a million books there on health and fitness. So the back cover copy, those few descriptive paragraphs after the headline is going to be what helps them just get drawn into your book and want more from you. Now, the third component after the headline and those descriptive paragraphs are some benefit-driven bullet points. Ideally, you want to write about three to five of these bullet points that very quickly, in a like just a quick glance, will drive home the core benefits and the takeaways that your reader will get from this book. Now, some people might just flip, you know, to the back or look at the Amazon description, read the headline, skip those descriptive paragraphs. It's just too many words to read sometimes, and they just want to glance over the bullets. So if you've got about three to five of those bullet points that truly communicate to someone the benefit of your book, chances are you've hooked them with your ideas, and they are more than likely to 
buy your book and to engage in that book. It just, especially for the skimmers out there. I mean, some of you listening right now, you might be those skimmers. You're like, oh, yep, that's me. Just give me the bullet points. I don't want to read all the stuff, you know, while I'm deciding if this book is good for me. I just want the bullet points. Tell me, boom, how is it going to benefit? What am I going to be able to take away from this, from this book? So the best bullet points, keep this in mind. They begin with action words. Discover, these are some examples. Discover, engage, learn, transform, develop, right? Words like, ooh, I want to discover, engage, learn, transform, or develop. Like, so use these kinds of action words, of course, appropriate to you, your tone, your message, who your reader is. And allow those action words to be at the beginning of each one of your bullet points. It just helps draw them in more quickly. And ideally, talk about, you know, if I had more time, I would have written a shorter letter. You want to try to keep these bullet points themselves, each one, to no more than seven to 10 words. So you're starting off with that, you know, action word kind of gives you lift off quickly. And then you're just going to use a few more words, like, boom, that's it right? For them to be able to really succinctly understand the exact takeaway. And I will say that sometimes I have seen people use the word stop as the first word in their bullet points, as in, you know, like one for me could be stop procrastinating and finally write your book. So you'll have to tune in for you what some of those best bullet points are going to be that are really truly going to embody and communicate your message and be like those little hooks that bring your reader in more closely to your message and, you know, more closely to buying your book and having it land in the, you know, precious real estate on their nightstand where they can read it every night before they go to bed. That's where we want every book to land is on someone's nightstand or, you know, at the top of their Kindle. <laughs> anyway. All right. So you've got the headline, uh, descriptive paragraphs. The third thing was his bullet points. And, you know, really strong bullet points, ideally. And then the fourth thing that I want you to look at putting on your back cover, though it's not mandatory, but it's really good for this exercise that we're doing, is one or two endorsements for your book. Now, if you have more than that when it comes to print, they can always go, you know, into the first couple of pages of your book. Um, you can do that. But for the purposes of this exercise right now, what I'm going to actually encourage you to do, I mean, and I'm talking to you as if you're doing it right now, but hopefully you're going to listen to this podcast, take your notes, and then actually go do this process. I would encourage you to write one or two dream endorsements for the back of your book, right? And who would you ideally want to write that? I mean, let's say you want Oprah Winfrey, right, to endorse your book. Maybe you want, um, I don't know, maybe you want... Brene Brown or Liz Gilbert or Marie Forleo or someone like who knows who you want to endorse your book or yeah. But anyway, I'm going off on how many millions of different people could endorse books. <laughs> but I want you to imagine for yourself, let's just say it's Oprah. That's the first name that came to mind. I want you to really use this exercise of doing this fourth key component in your back cover copy to just imagine what would you want other people saying about your book? Because as you consider what you want other people to say about your book, it will help you further clarify your message. This is critical. Now, the other piece that's critical to this is if you write your one or two dream endorsements, and you know, one is from Oprah Winfrey and the other one is from, who knows, Neil Donald Walsh, right? He wrote the foreword to one of my books several years ago. 
just to make sure that if you put their name next to that quote, that no, like it doesn't go public anywhere because they didn't say it. You're just doing this for your own exercise. You don't ever want to put an endorsement of any kind out there that someone actually hasn't said. So do this as a fun process and, you know, fantasize a little bit about what you would want someone like Oprah to say about your book, but like, don't send this out. I mean, I have people send it to me so I can review and critique their back cover copy on our get your book done group coaching calls. But the thing of it is like, they know they're sending it privately to me. I'm reviewing it. I, when I see Oprah as their endorser, I'm like, okay, just make sure you like great endorsement that you wrote. It may or may not be Oprah who signs off on that one, but the essence that you communicated in those endorsements really speaks to you being clear in terms of what you want other people saying about your book. Um, just make sure that if Oprah doesn't actually say that, that that doesn't go out anywhere other than right here on this coaching call, right? But you want those one or two dream endorsements as an exercise for you to figure out what you want other people saying. So that is the fourth component that you're going to be putting onto your back cover copy. And this can be fun. And, and here's here's the truth of the matter, actually. And I actually have a whole bonus training that I give in my, well, it's not like a training I teach it, but it's a, it's a whole PDF document I put together on how to get celebrity endorsements. And one of the secrets that I teach in there is that pretty much like you will be writing your own endorsements for your book and you will be sending them to other people to sign off on, just a little caveat. So if you write one or two for your back cover copy, you're just a step ahead and potentially putting together a bunch of sample endorsements that other people can sign off on. But you have to be in the mind of thinking what you want other people saying. So that's the fourth component. Now, the last thing you want to put in your back cover copy is a short author bio. I'm talking just a couple of sentences, nothing super long. Inside your book, of course, will have a longer author bio, but, and you don't need to think about that now. But right now, when you're going through these five key components, as you, you know, hopefully take on this exercise I'm talking to you about today in this episode, is you want to just put together maybe 50, 75 words max, a short bio that gives your reader an idea of who you are, your expertise, any credentials you may have, and why you're the right person to write the book that they're considering buying and reading. So that, that bio, again, right? If I had more time, I would have written a shorter letter. Sometimes it's harder to write 50 words of your bio than it is to write a 150-word bio. So be selective. Remember, some of the keywords I talked about at the beginning of this episode with you as I started sharing this topic is you know succinct, concise, clear. You want these things in your bio as well. So these are the five key components to help you create the 250 most important words that you can ever write for your book. Again, that's the back cover copy, the headline, a couple of descriptive paragraphs, your benefit-laden bullet points, your couple, maybe one or two sample dream endorsements. Again, that's a clarifying exercise for you. And then your bio, ideally 50, but no more than 75 words. And if you can do that, like, and I, like, I say this with such conviction because I've been teaching my Get Your Book Done program since 2007. Right, 13 years I've been delivering this program. And I got to tell you that the people who are most clear on getting these 250 words written first, they're the ones who have the easiest time writing their entire books. So this may feel like a little bit of heavy lifting for you if you really dig into it, but 
let it be because it's only going to help your book be better. Okay. And easier to write. And of course, as I mentioned, like this was one of 44 lessons that I deliver in my Get Your Book Done program to really help you get your right book done. You can learn more all about that program at getyourbookdone.com. Again, that's getyourbookdone.com for those program details. And I mean, it'd be fun to go from, you know, here, you hearing my podcast, actually seeing you on one of my group coaching calls and, and critiquing and helping you with your back cover copy. Like, that would be a blast for me. So get your book done is where you would go to do that. But in the meantime, like I truly hope that these five key components to help you write these 250 most important words has just opened your eyes a little bit to another tool that you can use to help you really dig in and get crystal clarity and this power and energy and that North Star for your book, which is what your back cover copy will be. So that's what I want to share with you today. Thank you so much for being here for this episode. As always, a joy, a pleasure, um, an honor for you to spend your time with me like this. And I can't wait to see you next time. But between now and then, of course, as always, happy writing. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.